There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Affiliate Club is supported by you, its listeners. You can go to patreon.com slash the Phileas Club to support it, and it only exists because you do. So please consider it if you enjoy the show. This is The Phileas Club, episode 113, and we're going to be talking about fatherhood and what it's like in many different ways. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phileas Club. This is a show where we cover the news from the past month or so from the perspective of, well, different people in the world. It is a truly global show. We get people from different parts of the world. We get people from different cultures with different opinions, all of that. But that is the regular show. Today, we're doing a special, and we're doing a special about fatherhood. We have gathered a few fathers here um, who have experienced their fatherhood in different, in different parts of the world. Uh, myself, I'm Patrick Beja, and I have uh, the experience of that from France and Finland. I, I think pretty direct experience, and there are some interesting things to see here. And we also have uh, uh, two guests. The first one is Bruce, who has been on the show before. Uh, Bruce is from Scotland slash Zimbabwe, uh, but mostly Scotland nowadays. How's it, how's it going, Bruce? That's good. Thanks, Patrick. It's good to be here. You have two kids. You have inexplicably decided to have another one after the first one, which yes. I, I don't really understand how that happens, but... Uh, we we I actually hope you will tell that. us about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. You, yes, you what? You you cut off there at the end. Oh, uh, sorry. I will I will go through Excellent. why we decided to have two. Yes, yeah. the, the 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 crazy moment when it happened. Um, and also, as you heard, uh, Martin is here as well. He's been on the show before, also, uh, and he is in Japan. Although he was he is French, but uh, your your daughter was born in Japan. How's it going, Martin? Oh, it's going perfectly. So hello, guys. Uh, happy to be there. It's always an honor like uh, last time. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Um, so you have one kid. You're a much more reasonable person. Um, you have one daughter. If I count well, yes. So far, <laughs> <Yeah>. just one. <laughs> and myself. Uh, so I have a, a son, one child. Uh, probably enough, although things have been a little bit less. Uh, I, I've been less certain about all of this that I have than I had been in the initial three months. But so what we're going to do is that we're going to go over the different stages. And I guess uh, initially we're going to start with uh, the the, the uh, pregnancy. And then we're going to be talking about uh, delivery and, and the first few days, the first few months. And, and we're going to artificially limit ourselves to the first uh, let's say eight months, 
because that's how old my son is and uh, I, I, it will be more than enough anyway. But um, we're, I don't want any spoilers is what I said jokingly um, <laughs> earlier before we started recording the show. But uh, I think that's already a lot to cover. And what I want to do is try to get you a, a feeling of how we felt uh, as fathers, like as parents, of course, but as fathers. And um, I think a lot of people might relate to this uh, in the audience. And if you're not a father or if you're a mother, maybe it will be interesting for you as well to get into the mind of the the, the fathers-to-be and fathers uh, that we are now. So we're going to try and do that in this, uh, in this episode. So Let's get started with the pregnancy itself. And I think Martin, before we started recording, was, uh, was saying, are we going to cover the moment we found out? And I think absolutely, we are going to be talking about this because it's one of the key moments, obviously. Um, so, well, you were talking about it, Martin. So let's go to you first. Um, how did you find out and how did you react uh, when the news came? Sure, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy moment. Actually, I was not with my wife. I was by myself, and um, I was uh, having dinner because I had an early, a very late uh, work. So I had, I, I, so I was so hungry. So I stopped by uh, Tonkatsu restaurant. Tonkatsu is a pork cutlet, uh, really delicious. So I was eating by myself, and I received a phone call from my wife who, uh, yes, obviously <laughs> discovered it <laughs> on the first place. And I was really speechless. And uh, I, I, some, some tears started to, to roll on my cheeks. Oh, really? I noticed, I really noticed some people looking at me. Mm, what happened to this <laughs> tall the, guy? The tonkatsu was really delicious. You know, that's yes, the first time he was so had good <laughs> that I, I had to cry. <laughs> Oh, so that's, that's how I, I I learned about it. Yes, With, it and there were tears. Crazy moment. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yes, there was tears, uh, real tears, not uh, crocodile tears. <laughs> <laughs> but you you were, I mean, obviously, I'm guessing uh, you were trying, or you knew it was a possibility, but it still came as a emotional shock. Exactly, it was uh, really random. I was not sure. I. I I was not even sure it, it could happen one day. So, yes, we were actually in a period uh, where we were trying because we, we were thinking about that for, for a while. So, but I didn't, well, of course, like everybody, I didn't expect to, uh, to come that fast. <laughs> actually, ah, I thought okay. I, I, could, I could wait for a few more years. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. yeah, that was a crazy moment. So, uh, usually I speak, I, I eat very slowly. So I, I think it, <laughs> it was the fastest <laughs> meal I have ever had. <laughs> and I came back to, to our place to, to, yeah, to celebrate. So wait a second. You still finished the meal. You're like, wait, oh, of my course. life is changing. But everything is going to be different from now on. But I have to finish. No waste. <laughs> no waste. Okay, no, okay. it was that's, so good. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I think, an efficient way of doing things. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm going to go next because sure. I wasn't that emotional. Um we had been trying, not for very long, but we had been trying, and we had had a couple of false starts. Not Nothing dramatic, but it was like, oh, maybe you are pregnant, and maybe, but then we do the test, and it seems like you're not, and, you know, 
that it, so we kind of had a, a little bit of staggered emotional shock. And so when it turned out that uh, uh, she actually was, you know, she did the test in the morning and, and came to wake me up. He was like, hey, uh, I think I might be pregnant for real this time. And I was like, oh, all By right. By the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was that. Um, and but but we sort of cautiously we didn't want to get too excited and we wanted to wait until we had like the the medical examination to to um be sure so it kind of was a, a, an exciting 10 minutes where it was like oh wow okay cool uh and then it was like oh but let's not get too excited so we went and had breakfast and the day kept going as um as it almost as if nothing nothing had happened and I think that's where things are a little bit different for me than they were for for my wife. Um, and maybe one day we'll do the you know the 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 mother's side of the story, which will be interesting as well. But now I really want to get our uh, take on it. For me, it was like, oh, cool. But you know, nine months away, probably a few changes are going to happen in her. But it doesn't concern me as directly. Um, and we're going to talk about the pregnancy and there were some things, but for me, it was like, yeah, cool. Awesome. We'll talk about it when we have the confirmation and then it's going to be in nine months. So eh, cool, but we'll see what happens. So th there were no tears, no big emotion, no, nothing like that. It was, it was really very muted. So, um, that, that, that was probably quite because different. Maybe from... you didn't realize properly what was happening <laughs> There was no, a little bit of that. I, there was a little bit of that, but there was also the fact that I'm always super cautious and I don't want to get mm. excited before something has actually happened. Um, mm. So she obviously she was actually pregnant, but we didn't have the confirmation from the doctor. So I didn't want to get excited to be disappointed afterwards. And that's always something that is maybe my personality trait. But I think my for my wife, she couldn't ignore it. Like It's not like I ignored it, but I didn't, get involved in it, not get involved, that's the wrong word, but uh, get uh, invested. That's the word I was looking for. I didn't get invested initially by by excessive caution. And for her, obviously, you know, your body started starts changing immediately. Even, even if you don't feel it um, in the shape of your body, immediately you start feeling, or very quickly you start feeling things. And the, the mere knowledge that you have this thing growing inside you, um, I think, makes it impossible to ignore. Whereas for me, I was very happy to, you know, go and play some video games a couple of hours afterwards. Um, I, Bruce, I'm curious how it went for you. Um, for me, it was very much the same as you, Patrick, uh, very similar. We'd been trying for about six months, and while we hadn't had false starts, it was it was a moment of, of joy. It was, yes, you know, we've done this. I think uh, you, we didn't realize the, the impending um, changes to our lives, especially with our first, our first, first boy, but uh, uh, even, with, even with our sec second boy, well, the first, first boy, I was there, um, she went into to to the toilet and came out and said, "You know, uh, I think I am pregnant." And um, did the test and yeah, sure it was positive. And and that was a a moment of yay, you know, yeah. we, we're going to have a baby. And and, and I, I was like, I was like, uh, so how yeah. certain is this thing? And we googled it, it and we're like, yeah, it's pretty much ninety nine percent. So yeah, 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 you probably are pregnant. So that was it like was, okay. It was very similar to that, and I think for me, uh, with with second, with with the second boy, Caden, um, it was actually a telephone call, and that 
hit me a lot more because I knew really? what was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, so it okay, wasn't the emotion; said, it was oh, the no. dread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew, I knew what you know the 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 the, the impending. And and I'm before I, before I go into any of this, it has to be prefaced by I love my boys more than anything in the world, and I think you two will will you know say exactly the same thing. Anything I, I say now. Yeah. You know, it, it, I love my kids and, and I will I will do more than everything for them um, and I will go to jail for them and, I, and I, you know, do any number of illegal and legal things to make sure they're happy um, <laughs> and, and grow up to be good people. But yeah. However, however, <laughs> however, um, I didn't realize that back then when what we were getting into into and, and, and we will get into that. So for me, it was like, oh, wow, yes, I'm going to be a dad and, you know, I can teach them how to do this. And we didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl at that time. And we, you know, we so so that was uh, not that it mattered, but it was yeah, so you, okay, you weren't well, sure whether to prepare the game. the princess dresses or the knight's armors. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, well, <laughs> we, we, we 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 eventually, um, yeah, we we decided it wouldn't matter. We were going to go with a with a yellow color scheme or something like that, and just to, so yeah. the people. <laughs> <laughs> um, gender is another issue altogether, but um, I think the the my initial reaction was very muted, much like yours, Patrick. I was very much okay. It only ever really hit me when we went for our first scan and uh, in Zimbabwe. Oh, yes, that's right? really emotional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know if you want to go into that, but that was when the tears came for me. Uh, we nice. were in the doctor's office and. Uh, you know, she lay back. Tears, tears came again for me. <laughs> <laughs> I get a feeling that Martin is going to be trying, cr uh, crying like throughout this episode. It's like, oh yeah, and then I started crying. Oh, okay. Oh, and then I started crying. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. I, I'm getting my tissues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the, you know, the, the, just seeing that little dot on fuzzy dot on the screen mm. and suddenly it was like, oh my God, that's it's a real, real. thing yeah. that I've created. Um, yeah. That was when it really hit me. I have to say, for me, um, the, the, the that not muted—that's not the right word—but that being conscious of it, conscious of it without being too impacted, continued throughout almost all of the pregnancy. Um, my wife is a, a very strong, and she didn't have any like none of the moods well she had mood swings a little bit but she didn't let it affect her too much and she she felt obviously heavier and and her body ached and all of that but she was still like eight months into the pregnancy she was going to you know grocery shopping and carrying like uh, uh bottles of milk and and super heavy stuff and coming back wow. not very far but she was doing it and i was like oh my god are you sure you're and she was, yes of course why would i be affected by that it was so it it's not that it didn't change i guess the 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 one thing that really affected me was that she would go to bed early um at like 10 sometimes even 9 so i would just kiss her good night and go in the in the den place of more video games and that's what the more pregnancy video was like games. yeah yeah oh. that was what the pregnancy was like for me and like the first scan was impressive because there was the, like, initially, obviously, it's just a dot, like literally a pixel on screen that is blinking black and white, like blinking white. And, and the doctor tells you, hey, 
look at this. It's your baby. And this is the heart. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, well, okay. It, it's a little bit, you realize it's, it's true. It's not my baby. It's a bean. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's like even <laughs> yeah, less exactly. than a bean. And, uh, and so, and in Finland, uh, I wonder how it is for you guys, but in Finland, you are so well taken care of. Uh, at least throughout the pregnancy, you have multiple doctor's appointments and everyone is super nice. And uh, you, you, they, they follow uh, the whole thing with a lot of care and they ask you all the questions. And like, I, I get the feeling that the um, uh, uh, Neovala, which is the system, the healthcare system that is designed to care for uh, pregnancies and babies and, and, and children, uh, is really, they want to make sure, basically it was created a few maybe a century ago to make sure that uh, infant deaths were as uh, reduced as possible. So they m make sure that you have a good environment, that you have help, that you have. Uh, and, and so they just make sure everything's okay. And you feel almost, I don't want to say on autopilot, because we definitely read a lot of books and we prepared ourselves and we discussed it and all of that. But you feel, I think, safe in a way that I'm not sure you feel in most other countries because you know that if anything wrong is gonna happen you are taken care of and you can call someone and uh at any point you can call them and they will have advice for you and you can ask any question like it feels like you're so in a very i want to say modern country like modern society every anytime i go to japan i feel like i don't need to do anything because you have a store at every corner that has everything and you don't need to worry <laughs> about any of it Indeed. right and and in this case the pregnancy felt like that we didn't have to really seriously worry about anything because we knew we were taken care of by a competent uh system it's not like luxury hotel type hospitals but it's very competent and it's very um uh all-inclusive kind of so that was very liberating for me during the pregnancy and I could focus on preparing and you know as I was saying reading the books buying the things and all of that um, Martin I'm curious is it as easy the pregnancy in Japan I know you spent part of it in France but um... yeah I, I was actually I was quite uh, worried about uh, the medical system because uh, I had myself some experience and I heard a lot from from friends, both Japanese, uh, English, and and French. Uh, many of them have bad experiences at hospital. Really, they are, in, in Japan or. In Japan, in, in, yes, exactly. In in Japan, that's what okay. what is uh, weird, because uh, it's the the system uh, is made uh, like not anyone can become a doctor, obviously, but there are many uh, doctors, uh, established doctors, who can get by just their influence, by their power, uh, a license for their kids <laughs> to become really? a doctor. Yes, that's seriously crazy. That's crazy as it sounds, and and I've met some really incompetent doctors. And uh, I mean, yes, they still and, have to go to school. But you're, I guess, what you mean is they don't have to be very good in school in order to get the yeah, license. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. I, the the they, they can graduate like like this, like uh, in a blink of an eye. Mm. Uh, they, it's almost fake and and. Uh, 
I've seen the results and some there are some really like freelancers, uh, <laughs> doctors that uh, don't really understand what what happens to you and they they, they give you some bad medicines and 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 that's really, really scary. People, people are people yeah people are really pissed off about that. So I was a bit worried because yeah giving birth is not uh, is not uh, something that you. Take it uh, lightly. <laughs> so, but uh, I was really surprised because our local doctor, local hospital, was really nice and full of uh, really nice people. Especially the the doctor, the uh, the gynecologist. Gynecologist. Yeah, OBGYN. But yeah. gynecologist. Yeah, gynecologist. OBGYN. Yeah. yeah. So really, it was the the typical Japanese oji sam in, in the in the 50s, 60s. Uh, very grumpy, but very nice <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so that was uh, really, I really enjoyed going to to, to visit him uh, with my wife for the for the uh, for the scan. How do you call the the, uh, the radio? Ultrasounds? The, the, the ultrasounds? Ultrasounds, yes, to, to you know to you know to to, to visualize the, the, the bean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. So mm. did you uh how did the the pregnancy as a whole go for you? Were you affected? Like did you did your wife like I don't know make you do things or I don't know how did you how did it go for you as a as a dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh I tried to be to be as supportive as I as I could. So but like like your wife I think my wife is my wife is very uh strong and uh, not that she wants to show that she is strong that she just is naturally strong. Yeah. And uh so yeah she she didn't ask for help so I I I did some help by myself, uh, of course, go, going to buy something and uh, carry some uh, heavy luggages. Um, and uh, something interesting is that uh, when you take the, the train, when you were you are in the train, uh, there are some reserved seats. <laughs> for a pregnant uh, woman and elderly course, people yeah. and uh, <laughs> there's many uh, young japanese that pretend they don't notice that they have a oh pregnant woman in front of them and and really that pissed me off <laughs> so <laughs> i i had one time to, to to tell to tell a guy okay now can you leave the seat please <laughs> Uh, of course, you being no. you being a, a foreigner, a gaijin, you you took the um, the the outrageous uh, line of yep. speaking <laughs> up. How did they react? Oh, she, he was saying, "Oh, like, oh, okay, uh, sorry, I didn't uh, notice," and uh, <laughs> he, he went away. Si yase, go in nasai. Yes, we must say exactly like that. <laughs> okay. Um, so okay, so I know it was a good period. I think for me, uh, the, 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 the there. Sorry, there's yeah, something very attractive about French people speaking Japanese. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. You know, I, some some listeners might not know, but I lived in Japan for uh, a few years, and uh, I speaking different languages. When you stop speaking one of them, is you, you do miss it. So uh, when Martin is, <laughs> I interact with Martin. I take the opportunity to say a few words. Um, and uh, the last post, guys, I, I was on or was about Japan, of course. The what? Oh, yeah, the, the last the, the, episode the, the last we did together. You invited was, yeah. me. Yes, last episode. Of course. Um, mm. th there's, I think, a couple of moments that stand out during the pregnancy uh, for me. The, the first one is 
when we actually got to see uh, in the ultrasound, uh, we got to see a head. Or I can't remember if it was an ultrasound or a different kind of imaging uh, exam thing, but we got to see an actual head and way more than the bean or the, you know, heartbeat or that was when it was like, oh, so it's not, you know, I don't want to make it seem like it's the the traditional kind of dumbstruck father that is like, oh my God, it's real because I very much knew it was real. Um, but it was, it took a form, mm. I guess the form of a baby, <laughs> which was more, um, which made it uh, more tactile in my head kind of so that was the f a, a moment where I was like that's the it was maybe six months in um when my wife and I looked at each other and she was basically the same as me she was uh, you know I'm making it sound like ah oh, Patrick is the out of touch father because he doesn't have the baby inside him but she definitely had more of the pregnancy <laughs> in her obviously uh but, but she, yeah but it, it, it didn't feel very as you know, I don't think she was that far from my approach to it. Um, and and that moment when we saw the head was the first time when we like that, you know, we had that traditional um, movie moment of like we we take each other's hands and we look at each other and we're like, oh, it's a baby, it's our baby, and you know that was uh, an emotional time. And the other time was when we were trying to, uh, I was trying to listen to the baby in uh, my wife's belly. Um, and at some point he was kicking uh, all the time, but the, 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 at some point he kicked my actual head, like when I was trying to listen. And, and that was really like, oh, wow, it's, he kissed me. There's a physicality to this little alien thing growing in my wife's belly. And that was a really fun moment, which I still remember now and we both laughed about, but uh, that made it more, more palatable not palatable but more real um bruce what about you how did the pregnancy go uh, pregnancy of go, go through two of them because the first two one with, pregnancies two pregnancies <laughs> were very different were very very different the first one was in was mostly in zimbabwe we only we only moved out we only flew literally a day before uh, the last day um my wife was able to fly Right. Uh, they wouldn't have let her fly after that. So, uh, you know, she was bursting at the seams. It was literally, I think, uh, 40 weeks out of the 46 or something, or 36 oh, wow. out of the 40. Uh, we, it was very much, uh, we moved in September and the baby was born in uh, November. So maybe it wasn't that close. But um, uh, it, the, the airlines have restrictions on how late uh, a pregnant woman is allowed to fly at least long distance. It's uh, uh, three months unless you have a note from your doctor, in which case I think you can go up to two months, but that's it. Yeah, uh, well, that almost was it. We, we, got, yeah. we got the note. So it was two months before. Um, uh, he was born on the 24th of November and we flew on the 17th of, right. of September. So that was September, October. Yeah, so that would have been two months. And that was an experience in itself. But in Zimbabwe, the first seven months of, of the pregnancy were, uh, I think it was a, a very different experience from in Scotland for me, because as you said, in, here in Scotland, they very much, 
funnily enough, uh, are trying to follow the Finnish model. Um, they just brought in, you get the, the baby boxes, don't you, in Finland? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that while they weren't implemented back then, uh, they have been implemented recently. And um, uh, Just let me much- explain what they are, um, yeah, for those who don't know. The baby boxes are a set of uh, uh, clothes, tools, and literally a, a wooden box that you can use with a mattress to make the baby sleep in. Um, which is today, nowadays, it's very cute. It's known by many people in the world. But initially, uh, it was part of that effort to reduce infant mortality of the novella, the the part of the healthcare system, as I said, that cares for infants and pregnancies and babies and children. And it's really the intent is to make sure that every parent has the bare essentials they need to... Uh, uh, you know, clothe and the baby and make sure they sleep in a safe environment and not in the middle of the bed where obviously it can be dangerous and all of those. And and that is a very, it's cute nowadays, but it's a very intentional uh, healthcare tool that they started distributing for quote unquote free to every uh, new parent. So yeah, they're implementing that in Scotland as well. In Scotland, yeah, the, the the idea behind it is to reduce inequalities. So you know, everyone gets it. Doesn't matter how much money you've got and w- what your means are, etc. So it's a, I think it's a good thing in a way because I think there's a lot of, uh, even to this day, inequalities and and you know, teenage pregnancies where mothers don't have anything or and uh, and are forced to bring up a baby, um, not without really having the the needs anyway so so that's what we that's what we had in scotland and uh um, so it wasn't very like that much, in zimbabwe i guess well in, in you see in scotland we had very much a midwife was assigned to us very early on we had a, a a district nurse who was assigned to us very early on and they visited regularly and uh my wife went to um Uh, had appointments set up there was a whole schedule of appointments where you know she would have to go and uh, speak to a doctor have a scan etc etc and it was a it was very much uh, your ex- your experience of being taken care of whereas in Zimbabwe we had to be a lot more proactive uh, ourselves uh, we'd have we'd go to the doctor and um, you know he did a scan for us right there in his room he just happened to have a a, a, a Ultrasound, uh, one of those ultrasounds, or? yeah, and he did that for us, and then we had to pay extra to go uh, to a professional. Um, what are they called? Uh, people who do actual full uh, ultrasounds. Uh, there's a radiologist, I think, is the name. Okay, and um, yeah, so we, you know, we do that just to get the the, the sex scan, gender scan, and um, it, we then had to do a lot of looking up. You know what? What is he now? Is how big is he? What What are his needs? Uh, she, she, my wife, had to then um, make sure she was taking the right uh, um, uh, vitamins because there's special vitamins that. Oh, uh, and they didn't tell we, you at the well, no, doctor's we, we office. Or? Well, he he would suggest it, but there was no sort of this is what you must do. It wasn't. Uh, mm. You know, there there wasn't. It was very much in 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 the. I don't want to say the first world, but in Scotland, very much a, a structure. Whereas in in Zimbabwe, it's very much well. You're in this. This is what's going to happen. This is what you must plan for, but you must sort it out yourself. Um, and uh, you've got to pay for everything yourself, obviously. Um, uh, that was another issue, but uh, I think we've we've gone into that before. So so for us. Um, 
eventually that and other things we decided to move and we had to we had to we had to fly to scotland and and it was interesting the moment we landed here in scotland suddenly we were into the system and i've it was such a major change we were just taken care of um and my wife had a, a midwife who was assigned to us, and they were asking all sorts of questions about what your previous midwife had to say about this and that. And we had to say, well, we've, we've had nothing, you know, uh, as far as that goes. Um, so uh, I think for me, uh, as far as the medical side, yeah, there was that. Uh, as, and my wife was very much uh, on the flight uh, vulnerable. Um, and that wasn't really... Uh, I don't know if you, you, you talked about traveling with a baby, but traveling with a heavily pregnant wife was a very, very different experience. I had to very much be the, and she's not like this normally, but I had to very much be the man, you know, telling people, hold on, you know. <laughs> right. Goddamn angel. Um, yeah, you know, because we were going through and they would say, well, you can't take a bottle of water through there. And she burst into tears. You know, it was like, well, she's, heavily pregnant it's a bottle of bloody water we'll drink it in front of you it's very <laughs> hot we were in nairobi at the time um and it was very much putting down foot and 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 doing all those uh uh manly things ma manly things yeah 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 that's okay it's fine so uh, mm -hmm. i think i think for me the Scottish angle was very, very interesting. It was so eye-opening for me when our second baby was, you know, mm. on the wall. Um, and emotionally was very different. We were able to think about completely different things. So. Yeah. I think that's the common thing that everyone says. The second one is completely different. But um, before we move on, we're going to talk about the delivery. But before we move on, uh, I want to ask Martin about um, so part of your pregnancy or your wife's pregnancy was uh, in France, right? How, how was yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah, and there's a good reason for that. We were in Japan, so of course we were planning to, to get the, the delivery in Japan. But something happened on March 2011th, uh, there was some kind of little earthquake in uh, mm. Fukushima that uh, was so, so little that it, uh, the, the tsunami destroyed, that followed uh, yeah. uh, destroyed everything. And I still remember being in my apartment. I was on the fifth floor. So Tokyo, uh, if you don't know, is about uh, 200, 200 and 30 kilometers from uh, Fukushima. But I felt an incredible uh, rumble and the, the, the noise and everything was falling apart. <laughs> uh, and I was... <laughs> oh, you're cutting off here. And uh, that you, was really, you cut really off for, crazy. You cut off for a couple of seconds, but yeah, keep going. Oh. Okay, so yes, I, I said I was terrified by the by the rumble and everything was falling apart. Uh, so that was really terrible. So I had to 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 go out, and of course, because of the uh, the earthquake, uh, every train, every subway in even in Tokyo stopped. So. That's why uh, my wife had to <laughs> uh, go back to our house by foot. <laughs> so from where? From work? From for from the her work. Yeah, from her office. 
and uh, it took her five hours. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, could she you, was... Uh, did you manage to call her? Was, uh, I guess the phone worked. Yes, yes, we could call. Okay. Uh, it, it, it worked better with the with line, you know, the, it's the messaging right, application right. That, that is very popular in Japan. Uh, so the, the 4G networks was were down, so we had to, to use the, the Wi-Fi that still worked. And yeah, I could contact her, everything was fine. I was... So, uh, did, did you not go to meet her, like with a bike or something? Or no, maybe you were eating tonkatsu, so you had to finish it before you could oh, go. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You know, you know, in life there are some priorities. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Fukushima, no, really. the the uh, seriously, yes, the earthquake and the the nuclear plant and all of that. You decided, and then um, yeah. After the tsunami, yes, we, we, we decided because we it was really the, the, the total blackout. So we didn't know what was happening. It was uh, pretty terrible. So we, we chose to, we had the opportunity to, to take a plane first to Kyoto and then to France. And uh, uh, it was, uh, so in, it was April. So uh, the, the delivery date was uh, getting close. So we were really struggling to choose whether to, give birth in France or in Japan. So uh, like Bruce, uh, the, <laughs> it was so close to, the, to the, um, the day we couldn't take the plane with the, the, the big belly. <laughs> and uh, we finally chose to, uh, to go back to Japan because it, that's where our, our life is. So that's where we live. But you spent, I, wa I want to know about the few, it was a few months you spent in France while she was pregnant. It was actually not a few months, but uh, more than months, a month, about a month mm. and a half, yeah. Uh, was there, so, did you go to the, to the hospital at that point, during that time, or did you... Yes, yes, we, like made, the, the, we made a few, a few visits. Yeah, and, how was uh, it? The, the good thing about the, the, the healthcare is that as uh, we, we, we had a, a special status of refugees. <laughs> That's what, oh, that wow. was weird. Okay. So the, everything was taken care of. So we, we didn't have to pay anything for the visit, for the, for the, for the, uh, the scan thing and the, the visit to the, to the hospital. And the funny thing is that really the doctor in France are different from the doctors in Japan. Well, and that's what I want to know. Too. How are they different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty brutal. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Okay. Lay down. Okay. Spread the legs. <laughs> like this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yes. So it was, it was not that, that terrible. Of course it was, it was okay. It was a, a nice, uh, nice doctor, woman doctor, and she was nice, but pretty brutal <laughs> compared okay. to, to, to Japanese doctors. <laughs> I wonder if your wife would, would say the same thing. It was okay. She was nice. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I, w I was uh, beside her, so I, I, I could say, but mm. no, I think it was pretty, pretty okay. Okay. But did so, you feel, um, did you also feel like that sense of being taken care of and safe? Um, as we mentioned, not, e not exactly. Really, we had to wait a lot. It was a very bigger hospital than the the, the one we we used to to go in uh, in Japan. It, our hospital in Japan is is a really local one. I really, it's like you go to like. 
Yeah, there's just one doctor, actually, mm. <laughs> and a few nurses, and a few, uh, few people, a few staff to, to, to get the papers done. So we had to go in Toulouse, my hometown in south of France, and it was a big, big hospital. We had to wait hours, even if she was pretty, uh, pretty pregnant, as you know. So it was more like industrial, <laughs> right. industrial uh, birth uh, factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, you know. It's very local in 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 Helsinki, which is not a small town um they've mm. gathered they've closed down some hospital to have like all inclusive not in all inclusive like hospitals that can do every type of operation usually at least in france you have like level one level two level three and level ones are smaller maternities but they mm. can't do like a c-section or something like that and uh so in order to make sure you have well, to reduce costs, uh, of course, but also to make sure you have all of the necessary uh, equipment and staff and, and expertise. In Helsinki, they've uh, made all of the hospitals into like two or three centers. And mm. it's it, and still, even though it's quite large, it's not too bad. You don't wait too long. And Helsinki is not a small town. Um, so anyway, that's, that, that's an interesting aspect mm. but uh let's move on to the actual delivery Sorry, be before before oh, that, yeah, i ahead. just wanted to, uh, to ask a question to, to to bruce because uh you you said you you went you really moved from zimbabwe to 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 scotland but uh of course uh with a 10 months uh 10 months pregnant wife it's a thing but it's also a thing to 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 move for for good. Uh, so how was the accommodation? Where did you get somewhere to live pretty fast and uh, all the the other things? And uh, uh, that, that, <laughs> that, that is very, very relevant. Yeah, we, when, when, mm. when we came, made a decision to move, um, mm. my wife's mother uh, offered, she lived in at the time in a three bedroom house by herself. Uh, oh. So she, she offered us to, to stay with her until we got you know, set up, set up, and got our feet under the table, etc. So um, that's that's what the initial plan was, and that's mm. what we did. Um, that changed uh, within six months, but yeah, that we we did we did do that, and I had to uh, do the old going out, getting a job once we landed in Scotland. I I actually <laughs> had a job interview two days after I landed because uh, I'd sent wow. out my CV etc I didn't get that job in the end but uh, but yeah we, we we did a lot of planning into all of that we had to move our cats too which we had in Zimbabwe and that they actually cost more to move country than we did so <laughs> babies, crazy, but, babies and cats <laughs> yeah yeah well but you know back then I, I love I love our cats but you know I, we thought oh we've got two cats we know how to take care of a baby but uh, we're, we're, we're going to how different that is you know how people go say oh I've got a little dog he's my little baby no he's not um, but yeah. anyway so so yeah we had a we had a mother-in-law who we stayed with who who was um, good. Who very generously let us. It's uh, nice, yeah. And, and I don't know space, that we yeah. made it clear, but you moved from Zimbabwe because of the uh, healthcare for the baby and the cost and all of that. It was the the reason. Yeah, it was. It was. It was that, and was also just not being able to find a job at the time and the climate, and we right. felt the political situation wasn't going well. But mm. uh, but yeah, that that's uh, that's a different story. 
All right. Well, let's talk about the delivery. Um, and again, as the the, the dad, uh, how it went for each of us. I'm I'm gonna start um, just because mine might be the longest, but uh, I'm gonna try to keep it short. Basically, my wife's uh, delivery was kind of a heroic thing. Uh, it was a 48 hours affair between the time the the delivery the the um, labor started and when uh, our baby was actually born. And the the Finnish system does something really clever, is that it, which is they encourage you to stay at home until the last possible moment, or rather, what you feel is the last possible moment, because. We have this image of um, the the how babies are born from movies, which is like, oh my God, the water broke and uh, uh, contractions. We have to go now, quickly, and like the the taxi and the panic and the that is so not how it goes. I mean, in most cases, I'm sure some people, some women deliver in a couple of hours, but actually, when you start feeling the contractions, you have a lot of time until things actually start happening. So in in the Finnish system, they you give them a call and they tell you, have you tried taking some painkillers? And have you tried taking a shower? And stay a little bit more, call back in a couple of hours. And they really want you to, to give birth at home. <laughs> well, so they... they, they tell you when you have to like i can't remember exactly but it's like when uh, contractions are whatever 10 minutes apart and last at least 30 seconds or something uh or maybe it's i really can't remember maybe that's too late but they give you a, a pretty clear time of when it's it's appropriate to jump in the taxi and that's what we did and still i mean obviously my wife's delivery was really long but still we had 24 more hours in the hospital so that was, you know, the, the the image that you have to jump in the taxi as soon as something happens is, I think everyone will agree, absolutely in, inaccurate. Um, Fair. Yeah. But so mm. we we went through this. And again, my wife being the fantastic woman she is, she, like she didn't wake me up when you started having contractions. And she was like, when I woke up, she was a little bit, she was like, hey, so contractions started. It's fine. Keep sleeping. Uh everything's okay and obviously the, that lasted 24 hours so she even told me like just have a good night's sleep uh after you know a few hours of many hours maybe 10 12 i can't remember have a good night's sleep we'll see what happens in the morning if things get bad i'll wake you up we can go you know she was like super chill about it not super chill that's mischaracterization but um it, it was really long and uh, when we got to the hospital, I was a little bit, not in panic mode, but like, I don't know, Papa Bear, making sure everything's okay. And I'll cut to the important part. It took still after that 24 hours. And at some point, I even went out and went to, you know, have some burgers because I was super hungry. She couldn't eat, but it, I still had to uh, eat. And and when I came back, she finally took the um, epidural and... Long story short, in the end, uh, she was trying to push. The baby wasn't coming out. They tried a bunch of things, and it, they decided to do a, uh, not emergency emergency, but emergency C-section. And her, having complete faith in the system, once she finally they finally decided that they were going to do a C-section, she was like, fine, give me the good drugs, 
and everything, you know, she had faith that everything was going to be taken care of. Like, that was the point when they decided, that was the point when she felt uh, relieved. relieved. For me, when that happened, it was two minutes, they wrapped everything, took her out of the room, and then I was left alone in that room, and my uh, naturally... um, uh, uh, neurotic uh, frame of mind took over and it was like I was completely I broke down um, I was like I, I was afraid cool, she Patrick. was gonna I, I was afraid she was not gonna be okay I was afraid the baby wasn't gonna be okay and it, it took maybe five ten minutes until they took me in the room which were probably the longest five or ten minutes of my life but um, I was so afraid so afraid and um even in the end, they took me in the room. That there was a super nice anesthesiologist who was trying to make jokes, which we weren't responding to, of course. Um, but then the baby was born. I saw it first, uh, and then they put him on on my wife for a little bit, and then they took me. They took her away and took me in the room with the baby to do some skin to skin and all of that. And it was a bit weird because I was so concerned about my wife that I couldn't really, I didn't, I almost didn't care about the baby. That's terrible to say, but it was like I was in a sh- state of, you know, hadn't slept for 24 hours and, and worried for so long. And she was, at some point, she was trying to push so hard. She was in pain. And it was weird to finally be in that room with the little baby, which I cared about, but I was, I wanted to know where my wife was and, so that was not a fun experience. And I don't think I quite realized that uh, we had a baby until maybe a few days later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, I guess the the overall story is the healthcare system worked perfectly. And even though there is some unavoidable discomfort for the wife, uh, for, for the yeah, for the wife uh, or the person delivering, that's you know how babies work. Um, the the everything was taken care of, but for me it was not a pleasant experience, and for my wife obviously uh, <laughs> neither. But um, yeah, so that's how it went for the deliver- delivery for me, and then finally I got to the maternity and I was waiting for my wife to arrive. I mean, I actually went to see her because the staff realized, okay, that, that dude is not going to let up. He wants to see his wife. So they brought me and the baby to our wife. And so we didn't have that moment. I guess we did. Like you see the baby and you're like, oh my God, it's the baby. We did, but that's not what I remember. I remember the, the, the terror of being uh, of not knowing how my wife was, even though she was perfectly fine, and I uh, deep down I knew she was fine. But so then in the in the um, maternity, that was a whole different story because she couldn't sleep. The baby, and we'll get to that when we talk about the first few uh, months. But the baby was not happy to be born. Um, he was super cozy in there, and he was <laughs> not very happy to be out. And he has a voice on him. I let me tell you, he makes himself heard. Um, so he couldn't sleep. We didn't have a single room because the hospital was super full. Uh, and there was another baby in the room who was also not super happy. My wife couldn't sleep. I would go home. Like the biggest advice I can give 
Initially, we were bummed we didn't have a family room, but it was a blessing because I had to go home, sleep, so that I could take care of the baby in the day so that my wife could sleep. Because otherwise she would, and even then she didn't sleep a lot. So I, w- I would say the overall delivery experience was pretty crappy for both of us, but we're a special case, I guess. Um, you, you, mean she, you mean she stayed at the martin- maternity and you, you took the baby home? Oh, no, no, no. No. no, of course, the baby stayed with her for the night. Okay. And I, I okay, slept so you could go, go to have a sleep. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and and we stayed at the maternity because she had a mild infection, so we had to stay a few more days. Overall, we stayed like she stayed four days, I think, something like that. Um, so yeah, that was the delivery. How was it for you, Martin? Oh, that was. Uh... Quite easy, sorry <laughs> to say that. It's fine. I'm just happy really, it wasn't as hard was, for you. <laughs> I was expecting the worth, uh, and, but uh, actually it went pretty well. And the, the contraction came, we took a cab, went to the hospital, not the one I was uh, talking about, but uh, of course a bigger one. So And you were in Kyoto, and, right? Uh, no, 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 no. We 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 went back to 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 Tokyo after oh, okay. after France okay. in 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 Tokyo where we live. So uh, we went to the hospital. Everything went well. Uh, my wife was uh, happy with the with the lunch and the and the dinner, and she she even asked for more onigiri. You know the the rice rice, rice balls. Bowl. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a funny detail because you know usually. The, the the common thing is that the pregnant woman suddenly wants to eat uh, strawberries. Right. It's like some some kind of urban legend. I don't know, but uh, uh, my wife, as a Japanese uh, woman, uh, didn't want any strawberries. She wanted onigiri. Oh, I can understand that. Onigiri is <laughs> way better than onigiri, please. <laughs> so that was my one of my duties during the, the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So back to the back to the hospital. So it didn't last long, really. Uh, I think I could even go back home to have a rest and then go back to the hospital because the, the, the delivery, the labor was planned uh, for about 12 hours in 12 hours so i could go back doing some work and then went back to the hospital and really you came. didn't stay at the hospital yeah. for the 12 hours yeah yeah i could i could even go back home yes, yeah yes. but y- you and could have stayed that's like oh sorry i have tonkatsu to eat like i'll be back no no no, no. I, yeah <laughs> my, my, my tonkatsu was waiting for me so <laughs> tonkatsu can't wait I understand. No, no, seriously, I don't know, but it was not for long. But uh, mm. so, of course, I was there uh, a few hours before the uh, expected uh, labor time. So um, it went pretty well. So like you, she went first on the delivery room. So I was beside. So uh, and you didn't mention but. Did you watch uh, in front of? Were you uh, just 
Besides oh no, I was her. I was besides her holding her hand okay. and things like that. Okay. And, yeah. Me too, me too, me too. I mm, uh, <laughs> I thought it, it, it's a bit shocking, so I, I thought it was pretty it was uh, really better to be there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, more power to you if you think that if mm. you want to do uh, the watching uh, from the front. Mm -hmm. But I that well, that was not for me. I was fine watching, you know, just holding mm. her hand and yeah, yeah. And and and, and some fathers would even uh, uh, film film yeah, <laughs> the yeah, delivery. That's... That's <laughs> some things are are better left, you know, mysterious and and yeah, but. Yeah. Um, Exactly, yeah. and then and then she came, and everything changed. <laughs> really, so the, the I, I moment she arrived, that, mm, yeah, that was crazy. Really, some like mind blowing. I I was expecting a baby to come out, of course, <laughs> but <laughs> it was my baby. So uh, of course, sorry, I cried again. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's oh yes, and then and uh, the the nurse uh, let me hold her for a while, and then uh, with the mother we took a few pictures, and uh, that was it. That was really faster than expected nice. on my side. Oh, good mm. for you. Good for you. You know, I think we had trying to go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, just uh, just a bit. I was we were worried a bit uh, for two or three days because she had uh, I don't know how to say it in English. You know, Jonis. Uh, you know when the it happens to many many kids, uh, mm. many babies when they are born and they they have some yellowish skin. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so jaundice. It has, they it's have called to jaundice. Yeah. Jaundice, yeah. jaundice. So and, and it has to be treated with the uh, ultraviolet rays mm. uh, for a while. But for for it was like maybe not that two days, but 24 hours we couldn't be uh, with her because oh. she was taking care in a very uh, clinical room and uh, we could right, just right. watch her by by the window and it was a bit heartbreaking mm. heartbreaking so but of course it's it's not that bad and and uh, it gets better just after uh, 20 hours so it okay, was okay. <laughs> how about you bruce was it the end. Uh, I, I, easy well, or like hard well the I've had the two different experiences, two very different experiences. The first one, uh, first first child, was very much like uh, like yours, uh, Patrick. Although, mm. um, you know, we 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 were told we were very much told he had to wait until the latest moment. So, um, we did, and because my wife was uh, classified as high risk due to not having gone through all the processes here, um, we we were told to come in slightly earlier so we came in on the evening of the thursday and uh she was looked at we sat there for ages waiting for someone and you, you know you're sitting there thinking this is important this is important yeah. why isn't and, you know the nurse seeing me why why where are the midwives why isn't why aren't we the center of attention here um and of course they knew it was there were many hours to go you know um so she was she was checked into the hospital and they basically said to me go home Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, like much like you, but this was before the birth, I said, go home. Uh, so I did, uh, I slept as much as I could that night and came in the morning wondering if there was going to be, you know, 
fireworks that day and there wasn't <laughs> so we we sat there and contractions sort of stayed static for a long time it was at that point where they were almost telling us to go home but it wasn't enough for us to go home um and then the fireworks started at about five or six that night uh where things started to ramp up and unfortunately uh, uh you know, it took a long time for him to turn around and then uh, contractions were getting worse and it took the whole night until oh, wow. he was born at eight in the morning. Um, so my poor wife uh, had to, you know, had to go through all of this. And and I think for me, just the, the experience of not being able to do anything at mm. all you know and <laughs> it's it's this is like the most people talk about is the most important moments of their life and and you're sitting there going i can't do anything there's yeah. absolutely nothing i can do you know oh uh, and and in fact there comes a point where i think comforting your wife becomes more irritating to her than uh than 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 not I don't yeah know yeah i agree to you guys yeah. you're like are you okay can i help you just that you know uh, um and uh, when she's having contractions uh, last thing she wants is her husband to say are you having another contraction <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that happened to you but it was it was halfway through the night she was like of course i'm having a contraction you know <laughs> yeah you know it's funny we did for me we didn't have that moment where the wife gets angry at the husband um it never happened like she would she might me need neither. something or she would she would express discomfort or she would ask me for something, but we never had that moment again, that movie moment of the wife, like going off on the, on the husband because of the, the hormones or whatever. She didn't even really have mood swings. So in that sense, Go it was get my cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like she would have like some cravings, of course, some weird ones sometimes, but it was on from, for that aspect, I'm, I mean, I don't know if it's just my wife, but I feel like there's a lot of societal, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure some some women get it, but at least my wife, she was not taking it out on me. Um, no. and, I, I, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I'm mischaracterizing here because it wasn't that angry it was just she mm. just sort of gave me a look when i asked <laughs> if she was having contractions and and i realized myself so you know the, the, i think <laughs> it, it, just the actual well i mean uh, yeah sorry just to qualify what i just said i think the one moment where something is is like not just completely understood it's always understandable but at this point it's even more it's during the actual labor i think at that point like it's <laughs> Nothing. It, and as you said, the there's nothing you can do. And and push, Sherry. Yeah, yeah. Just push, push. Uh, yeah. I th I think for me it was very strange. But the um, the the hardest part up to then was trying to make conversation with the nurses who because for us we were assigned uh, well it was a midwife who was in the room all the time because she was high risk so it was basically me and my wife and a midwife and nothing was happening you know it was just uh, just the thing and then mm. once the contraction started and things started to move along um yeah the, just the 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 idea of being completely helpless um was was a problem and then also my wife had it in her head that uh she at, she didn't want forceps to be used uh, in the delivery mm. of 
of my eldest and and I think she'd read horror stories about um, all kinds of things and and the, and then there came a point where the doctor came in and said right you've got a choice here we can either do a forcep delivery because he wasn't uh, quite right or we can um, do a, a, a c-section a c-section and she immediately oh, oh. jumped to the c-section and the doctor looked at me and he he was like this isn't the right choice but right, it's right. the choice of of the woman so um so what they said was let's uh you know what we'll do is we'll uh that went into the surgery into the um uh what's it the surgery the the, the yeah the, the room, surgery the, room yeah the, 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 uh, and uh, uh you know i had to get dressed up in scrubs and all that and i had a it wasn't the same as you. They didn't leave me alone, thank God. Um, and went in with her, dressed in scrubs, and I had to sit at a sit with her. And she got the uh, like you had got the um, uh, jab in the back. Mm. And suddenly, you know, she went from in amazing pain to just like oh. I don't care. You know, it was just a, a very, very, <laughs> just, you know, she got the, it was a something block. I can't mm. remember what it's called. And, uh, and then the doctor, you know, had a look and he saw and he said, okay, well, we can have, have a go with the forceps first. And it was very strange. It changed in that moment. She sort of said, okay, um, have a quick go. And uh, you had to do a bit of cutting. I don't want to go into details. So, it was within seconds of him doing that, there was suddenly this, because I was sitting at her head, um, and there was a, a screen up. There was the sound of, uh, it was it was the most terrifying and most beautiful sound in the world of mm -hmm. of, of my you know my my son crying out for the first time. Yeah, and um, that is tears came to me then it was instant it was like a, a, a yes uh, i think for, for me you know <laughs> tears I think for me that it's was about when, time yeah yay for tears <laughs> we talk about we talk about uh when the pregnancy became real and it sounds silly but that moment he became real to me um, yeah yeah it was that exact moment when, and I saw him being carried over, and he was covered with blood, obviously, and they sort of uh, mopped him down. And I got up to go get him, and they pushed me down. They said, you know, you, can't, you, know, <laughs> you can't move, you stay there. And they brought him over, and he had skin to skin with a wife. And exactly mm. like you, I was then taken away while she was stitched up um, with the baby while he was stitched, while she was stitched up. And, and for me, that was... I think for me, I, I wasn't as concerned about my wife at that point because it wasn't such a major operation. I think a C-section would have been something else. Um, that is when I just suddenly thought, wow, my life has changed forever. Mm. Uh, um, mm. And, um, I, you know, no, no less love or disrespect to my second son, who was much easier pregnancy and a much easier birth. Um, he was born in the uh, birthing rooms as opposed to the the the, the um the surgery room i keep the operating theater that's it uh, and um you know he he came out naturally and uh that was much more of a waiting game and i knew what was going on then so it was mm. kind of uh, I knew that there was a process and i felt comfortable where i was so it wasn't wasn't as much of a uh an emotional impact at his birth, even though there was still some there. Um, I, I think for me, becoming a father for the first time, just hearing his voice, suddenly the world 
exploded for me and I suddenly realized, oh, I'm not the center of my universe anymore. <laughs> That's um, funny. I, I, I didn't have that moment um, at all. Right. I mean, I, one other factor might have been that I was, uh, you know, I don't speak Finnish. I speak a bit of Swedish. My wife is, is Swedish speaking and Finland has both languages, but the Swedish uh, speaking is a minority. Uh, so most people speak Finnish and I don't speak Finnish at all. Everyone also speaks English. So usually it's fine. And for most of the delivery time, it was fine. But when they decided to do the C-section, obviously it was, you know, business time and then they started speaking Finnish only and so added to the fact that I couldn't that I didn't know what was happening uh, happening I also didn't understand anything uh, that was being said so that added to the confusion uh, of the situation but yeah I did not have that I, maybe I did I don't remember now because let's move on to the, you know, when you go back home, um, after a few days, we finally managed to go back home. And let's talk about the first. So, so, sorry, Patrick. I, oh, yeah, I just have ahead. one more thing to add. Maybe it, it, it's relevant because it's about Japanese difference. You know, oh, sure, and, sure. Uh, in, the, in the last episode, yeah, it's always about Japanese difference. And uh, I, I heard you talking about C-section and, and forceps and things. Uh, one particular things about giving birth uh, in Japan is that the epidural uh, shot is really unusual. And mm. it's like it's almost forbidden. And if you want uh, an epidural uh, anesthesia, uh, you have to pay a lot of money. Really? It's crazy. So we, uh, we chose not to get it. <laughs> And she gave birth without uh, epidural. Wow. But well, I mean, it's I, so not, I, I, it is a little bit discouraged I, I, I here to too. But uh... to, mm, Yeah, I, I tried to, to find out why. And what I heard uh, the most from Japanese people is that uh, a mother is supposed to feel <laughs> the pain if what? she really wants to, to, wow. to give birth properly. That's so old school. So I was stunned by this statement. Yes. Wow. That's the main reason I heard. That, that's, that's crazy. That, that's very interesting because I know, uh, I don't know if, if that extends to C-sections, but I know that the statistics on, on the number of C-sections in America is much higher. I know there's a lot of... Well, uh, they plan it, them. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's planned. Whereas here, very much like Finland, it's, it's, um, it's not encouraged and it's, or it's, it's a last resort. Whereas I know with my wife mm. has, has, has her little mama, internet mother for, uh, friends uh, group that in America, it's almost encouraged to have a C-section uh, from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, obviously, C-sections make everything easier at the moment. Um, and kind of like uh, uh, kind of like epidurals, the, the problem with epidurals is that they slow down the labor and they, they make things a little bit slower. And in Finland, it's they don't automatically give it to you. They can give you have a choice, but they, they tell you maybe try some other things. If you want it, we'll give it to you. You don't have to pay or anything and it's mm. not actively discouraged. It's just they encourage you to try other things as well. You know, the gas and the bath and we did all of that. Um, but the C-sections, 
is absolutely a last resort. And I think in the US, some people say it's because, you know, doctors get paid for that. Um, and some people, I don't know what the reason is, but it's certainly um, a, a, a big problem. In Finland, they really encourage you to uh, breastfeed, like almost to an oppressive amount, yeah. especially since in France, in almost no one breastfeeds. In France, people, uh, women go back to work like three months later, three months after the birth, usually. Um, and in Finland, you get, uh, I think, between the father and the mother, you get uh, a year off of work. So babies don't go to daycare until they're a year old, usually. And um, breastfeeding is is super encouraged, as I said. Most people breastfeed. If you don't breastfeed, they people look at you funny like you're some kind of pariah or like if you really can't do it there they they understand but it's not what is expected and if people like officially they tell you you have a choice some people choose to breastfeed some people don't um and but if you don't it's like they will you will get some weird looks And the thing with C-sections is that it's a little bit less uh, safe for the baby because when you go through the birth canal and come out, um, you get a lot of, you know, uh, bacteria, whatever, that prop up your uh, immune system. Same thing with breastfeeding. It's, I mean, the um, uh, uh, World Health Organization recognizes that breastfeeding is much better for the health of the baby because of uh, immune system it it builds up the immune system from the mothers so obviously it's better but as i mentioned in france no one does it so or almost no one does it so it was very weird um for me to have this system where it was so encouraged and um so anyway in the end my my wife really wanted to do it but let's talk about getting back to getting back home for us it was a few days later and <laughs> the first week was fine the first 10 days even i would say um because what i learned later is that babies don't really realize that they're out of the womb until maybe a week to 10 days after they've actually come out um not very smart things those those infants um so The first 10 days were fine. We would he was he was having a hard time eating, so we would feed him with a little syringe and he would eat very often, but he would eat and uh my wife was trying to breastfeed. What they don't tell you by the way, I I don't curse on this show, but I really want to. It's effing difficult to breastfeed. It's super hard and stressful. Like the latch has to be good and the milk has to start coming and the baby is hungry. So the hungrier he gets, the less interested he is in trying to latch on properly. Yeah, it's like there's many parameters to much. get right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's I thought difficult. it was I thought it was like, oh just, you know, put him on there and he's gonna start sucking. No, 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 no. That's not no, how no, it no. works. It is like a heroic effort to breastfeed. Um, and so the other thing is, um, <laughs> after that blissful week when the baby doesn't really realize he's out of the womb, again, I don't swear, but holy poop, having babies is not fun. Jesus. And this is essentially <laughs> everything until now was, you know, an hour and 15 minutes introduction to me being able to say this. It is 
Okay, go on. Fuck it, I'm gonna swear. It's fucking horrible. Having babies is a really, really bad idea. Don't do it, people. It will ruin your life. And we were not prepared. Like, people don't say it. People you do won't not sleep say anymore. it. It's, it's not even just about sleep. It's the, I mean, it depends on babies. I know that some babies sleep super well. Some babies cry. Some babies cry normally. Some babies don't cry. Our baby was not happy. And he was crying all the time. There was nothing that would, uh, that would get him to sleep. Like uh, people who follow me on Twitter remember this from a few months ago. It, he would. He didn't like the stroller. He didn't like the pacifier. He didn't like being carried around in the carrier. He didn't like. Like he didn't like anything. And our one saving grace is the fact that he would sleep at night. Like he would sleep pretty reasonably. Of course, in the beginning, he would wake up two or three, like three times at night. But we would have a relatively okay time during the night. Um, but he would never fall asleep without crying for at least 20 minutes, at least, 20 and minutes. often well. more. Um, and, and not just once, like every time for three months, every time he would fall asleep, he would cry. And we went to every doctor, you know, we were worried. We were like, what is happening? And like, and we tried everything. He would cry. And every doctor would tell us, you know, hey, your baby's in super good health. Congrats. And we're like, okay, great. And we, we saw every type of doctor you can think of. Thankfully, I mean, obviously this is not a, a serious issue because he, he was very healthy and thank God for that. But save for a, uh, a serious health concern, it was because what people don't realize is that <laughs> babies crying is not just annoying it's an, it's you know it's endearing for the first two minutes it's funny for the next five and after <laughs> 10 minutes you start being really annoyed but cr baby cries are genetically designed to be torture to adults and especially to, to, to parents, make like, to make ears bleed <laughs> yes you, you you have to physically want to make it stop That's how it works. And if you can't make it stop, it is constant torture every few hours. In the beginning, they, you know, fall, fall asleep like nine times a day. So if the baby is going to be crying nine times a day for <laughs> 20 minutes or half an hour, you, like, I was, it's funny, my wife was talking to um, one of her friends who already had a baby, who had had a baby six months before. And she would say, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's really hard and, and the baby keeps crying and we don't know what to do. And when you're in those moments, you get like weird thoughts. Like I was thinking we should not, we shouldn't have had a baby, not consciously, but you're like, what did we do? And so my, my wife was talking to her friends and she was like, yeah, you have you ever thought it was too hard? And she was like, oh yeah, I, I, I called a friend at one point saying I was uh, thinking about uh, how adoption works. And her friend told her, well, have you actually looked it up on the net yet? No? Okay, so you're good. You're not at the stage where you should be maybe thinking about what you're doing yet. Like, it, different babies, every baby is different. Oh my God. It was like, I'm still not over it, as you can hear. Um, and I, I'm going to 
you know, include in this the uh, the the last three to four months, um, which are you know the the month three to month uh, eight, which we're in now. And I will say, he ha- he is now as good as he was bad before. Like he's become incredibly easy to manage, uh, super nice. He eats well. He sleeps. He still cries sometimes, but you know he's a baby, so <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, but super cute. He sleeps well. Uh, everything. He does his nights very well. We're very fortunate at this point. But man, during those those first three months, I was ready to time. jump out the freaking window and no one tells you it's that bad or maybe they do and you don't realize i don't know but no one tells you it's that bad it is the the best way i can describe it is torture literally it's torture and it's torture that you can't do anything about because you have a baby and you're responsible for it and and you can't you know decide to change jobs or move countries or dump your abusive girlfriend or whatever you have a baby and he's your responsibility and you can't make it stop crying. Like when I was telling people that he wouldn't, you know, he didn't like the stroller. They were like, oh, all right, well, I guess you're effed. <laughs> and and we're like, well, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, the first three months, that is essentially therapy for me to express it like this. Freaking wow, you express this uh, uh, a lot on Twitter. Yeah, so it was my outlet. <laughs> on, ma- on many funny tweets. <laughs> Sorry, but the reality seems even worse. It was cool, Patrick. terrible. How, how was it for you, Martin? Oh, yes. So that's a good occasion to say another thing about Japanese difference. Okay. So... Um, after we leave the, the, the maternity, the, the Japanese tradition is, and I think you will be surprised, that the mother, uh, we, we don't go back home together. Actually, we did, but just for one day. After that, it's usual for, uh, young, for mothers to go to their parents' house with the baby and stay one month Really? And without the father. Wow. Without wow. the father. I, I don't know if I'm, if, I, if I'm envious or actually I think I'm a bit envious. <laughs> yes, that, I, I, <laughs> that, I think it saved me some uh, sleep hours. Yeah. And you know, but, I understand uh, this because one thing that we didn't realize enough was you need help. Like our big problem, well, the main exactly. problem was that he didn't stop crying. That was the main issue. But you really need help. When we say it takes a village, I think it's the first three months that take a village. But sorry, keep going. Mm, yes, yes, that's exactly the point. To to get help from some experienced people mm. like your own parents. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's why... Uh, but I don't think uh, nowadays a lot of girls go back for whole months because mm. it's too hard and and uh you, you you can you can get pissed by by your by your mother who gives you maybe too many advices yeah. <laughs> maybe too old school advices so that was not really the case for my wife it was okay but uh i think we 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 couldn't wait and we broke the rule actually mm. we broke the rule and i went to visit 
quite a few times <laughs> because it was really try to imagine it's it's how is it crazy to you get a baby but you cannot see him or her for yeah. a, a full month that's and crazy. you're not supposed so, to visit I, yes yes that's that's how crazy it is yes you're not supposed to visit but of course uh my my uh, parents-in-law are pretty nice and they were okay okay you can you can pass by and so i spent a yeah. few nights and it was at the end it was like i, I was living there <laughs> okay so so but yes it was uh, it was the, the the beginning the very beginning mm. and uh, maybe we were luckier than you because she <laughs> she was pretty nice and she could sleep well and uh, of course she she cried she cried a lot sometimes and uh, but uh, pretty i think after three months she could get real nights and mm. uh, we could uh, we could sleep <laughs> quite well so <laughs> that's well yes. i'm happy for you i think you know i don't <laughs> I don't wish anyone, I don't get angry about people mm -hmm. saying our, our, our baby was easy. Um, I, I, I'm happy for them. I think maybe I did get angry <laughs> a few months ago. But, but I think the, the thing that does get me angry is people who say, oh, but you forget how bad it is. And then, you, you, you know, after a few months, you won't remember because they're so cute. I mean, honestly, again, people following me on Twitter and Instagram and whatever, know that he is impossibly cute and now he's amazing and he he's starting to crawl and he's like he's super cool like i build towers of toys on one end of the, of the room and he's like ha, 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 and he goes to the tower to make it fall down it's a it's great um but like the people who say ah oh, you forget i do not forget like i will never forget those few months and the people who say you forget are the people who got like easier non-colicky babies and and who don't understand what that really does to you because having a baby cry for five or ten minutes like a couple of times a day or even five times a day is not the same experience at all and they got like a different brand of baby i don't know where they got theirs but it's not the same thing and when you live through this it's funny because on twitter some people say oh you forget because they're so cute and i'm like i do not forget And some people <laughs> respond, some people respond, yeah, no, when you get a really bad infant, like if, if the situation is really bad, you don't forget, just let them talk. They don't know what they're talking about. You know? <laughs> and the, when you, when you complained, did you, uh, did someone say, uh, oh, but you are just doing it the wrong way. <laughs> No, I don't oh. think so. No. no, no, I don't think so. People didn't. I mean, people had uh, some uh, recommendations, which I was thankful for because we tried a lot mm. of things. Um, but it was, it, it, you know, no one actually said, oh, you're not doing it right. Um, oh, okay. I think cool. <laughs> we also had the help, again, of the Neovala system, which, you know, you have like the first day visit and then the first week and then two weeks and after that it spreads to uh, every month or every two months um and that was super helpful as well because we'd ask questions but um they didn't necessarily have the answers it's like if the baby is crying and it's healthy as i was saying their job is to make sure babies babies don't die <laughs> so if it's if it's healthy um if it's crying they're like i don't know you know, babies cry. They, what are you going to do? And so it, it was still good to be able to go there to make sure that he was 
not suffering from any weird illness, but at the same time, it was a bit frustrating. And they also check on the parents as well. Like they had questions yeah, exactly. for us. Same in Japan. Yeah, they do. A girl, a girl uh, came twice to to check on her and us. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> to see if to check if we are good parents or. Uh, some kind of uh, brutal and uh, yeah. silly parents. <laughs> I, I think they have to make sure you're, which we are you're, not. I think they have to make sure you're holding up as well, like you're not mm -mm -mm. collapsing. And for mm -mm -mm. us, I think there were a couple of times when they might have uh, uh, written a couple of uh, concerned notes in the little book. I don't think so, but I mean, we were not in good shape after a month of this treatment. You <laughs> like were about to collapse. <laughs> but, but we couldn't, you know, that's the thing. We we had yeah. very little help from, um, because we didn't know to ask, you know, and the thing is when the baby is crying so much, you mm. don't, you don't want to leave it with someone else. And, and it feels like you are responsible for it. So you want to make sure, like, you can't relax. You can't go out. You can't. So, Anyway, and and I was I work from home also. That's I guess important to mention. Um, so, as a father, I am I think more involved than most fathers in the sense that I'm there all the time. Uh, my wife works from home as well, so the baby hasn't gone to daycare yet, um, and we're we are both with him all the time, and we try not to be overbearing, um, but it, like we are every time he he cries. Both of us get our alarms raised up, even when, you know, the her brother is here to help or the mother is here to help. When he starts crying, we're like, oh, is he okay? And we go check on him. So now, as I said, he's super cute and easy. He was, he's always been cute. He, he, he was impossibly cute, even when he was crying all the time. But now he's easy, so it's better. But at even then, I mean, even more than, we had no moment of rest. So keeping the podcasts going and keeping work from home was really challenging. Thankfully, I, I, I mean, it worked out, but uh, that was not easy. And as a father, I think working from home is both a blessing and a curse. Um, it's a blessing because you see every little thing. And I would say I'm 40, 60, maybe even 45, 65, uh, 55 involved. Like we take care of him really almost equally. Maybe even 50-50, I don't know. Maybe she would have a different uh, opinion. But um, but at the same time, you don't get breaks at all, ever. Uh, so now it's been eight months. And as a French person for whom babies go to daycare or with a nanny after maybe sometimes, you know, sometimes as early as a month. It's rare, but yeah, definitely a three months. Two months, I, I'm yeah. always surprised by that, yeah. Uh, even, you know, three months, if your baby isn't going to daycare, you're a weirdo. Um, and, and it's funny because initially when my wife uh, learned that French people get only three months of uh, maternal leave, she was like, oh, this is barbaric and, and you should be there for the baby. And this is preventing women from like, uh, like it's, it's uh, um, in Finland, we have a right for women to get uh, 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 maternal leave. And this is an advantage and adv an advance for women's rights, blah, blah, blah. And now I don't think she would want necessarily it to be just three months. But the fact that it's just three months means that you have the system around it to take care of the babies and the mother isn't kind of 
<laughs> a slave to taking care of the baby. If you want to go back to work after three months, you can. And if you want someone to take care of your baby, you can. Uh, she's saying she wouldn't have wanted that anyway. But given how hard it was, I think she would have liked to have the option. Um, and I understand that. I mean, I have a very different look on that, the maternal, the three months maternal leave, because in Finland, mothers are expected to stay at home, breastfeed, and take care of the baby for at the very least six months, usually nine months, and then the father takes over for three months. So you can split it up differently. Um, but yeah, so it was an interesting experience. Um, how's it? How think, did it go think, for you, Bruce? I think I think for you it was uh, you got you got uh, shafted. Uh, yeah, a, a I sh agree. <laughs> shafted a bit. Um, uh, yeah, I, I had uh, first first boy was um he had his moments and by moments i mean weeks where he would cry and cry and wouldn't stop but then he would stop and we'd have some respite from it so i think that makes a difference and i, I fully understand your you know the, the, it when when your child cries and you can't stop it and you've tried everything it, it there is something in there that clicks in your head and you just it it's it's meant to make you want to do something to and to not be able to do it must be the most frustrating thing in the world and and i do remember it it's funny i almost don't remember it until somebody brings it up mm. um i don't want to be I, i'm not saying that you forget about it but years later you look back and you think thank god that's over um yeah and we almost and laugh it, about it now almost um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting and, and you before before we started the podcast you were you were asking me why uh, you know i had two and that <laughs> we we decided to have our second soon after because we thought well if this is what it's like let's get it over with <laughs> yeah for, for number two because we we always wanted to have two kids and and you know i wanted to have a boy and a girl etc etc but you know, we had two boys and i wouldn't change that for the world but um we thought well let's get it over with and actually our second was worse uh he he was he latched onto his mum and he had to be breastfed for the first year of his life whereas the eldest lasted six weeks and then we had to um i was able to feed him we had to go to formula because he mm. just like you said breastfeeding is not it's not it's not baby has a natural or mum has a natural ability <laughs> to do it it's it, it's hard work um yeah so uh, we had the two different experiences there and uh i have to mention we also we mixed it uh, differently different uh, different periods but i also gave him the bottle often so i also have that experience so. yeah it's you know it's it's nice it's nice to to be able to help mm. them and, and to be able to help mum. but i think um uh, we won't go past the first first few months because i don't want to give you too many spoilers but <laughs> there there does come a time when you sort of think you know it, it, this 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 little baby is is becoming a person um and uh you do kind of it's not you do look back on it and think wow um i actually went through that <laughs> and you 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 sort of realize you look at look at your parents and you think i understand why you gave why you wanted me to work out i don't know what your parents was like i know you you know you look back and you think okay i know why you feel like i owe you <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean the the concept of first of all i i looked i look at my mom now very differently than i did 
a, a year ago. Um, <laughs> sadly, my my dad passed away uh, before my son was born, but a couple of years ago. But uh, already, like when you're a child, you are incredibly selfish, obviously. And when you're in your teens and twenties, you're so ungrateful, and like you're this little know-it-all, exactly. and and I think it changes when you get maybe in your 30s, late 30s, and I'm 45 now in, in a few days. And so I already came around that attitude and I already had a lot more, I think, proper respect for my parents and more love than I did, even though I always loved them, of course, but genuine care and love for years now, obviously. But it is so clear that all of that ungratefulness and, and shitty attitude is... <laughs> You know, <laughs> your parents don't necessarily say too much about it because they know that this is something you pay forward and that they're going to get their share of it. Your children are going to get their share of it once they get their own children. And oh my God, do I know it now? Like it's, I completely understand my son is going to be ungrateful and like hopefully he will be raised well enough that he's not going to be too bad. But I know he's going to be a little as bad as I was. And it makes me think, yeah, my mom knew what was going to happen to me when I have kids. And she was like, oh, you know, it's normal. Children are like this. And and, uh, and so and so will be his own children. Yeah, exactly. Cetera, no, that's, that's what I think. When, <laughs> when he life. turns on, when he becomes like this, I, I'll be like, yeah, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Being, being a father is just... It's the best. Uh, I remember asking a colleague of mine 10 years ago, I said, uh, you know, do you think you're happier now than before you had a baby? And he took he took a full minute to think about it. And he, he answered, he said, it's about the same. He says, there's mm -hmm. there's some parts of it where you are much happier. And there's some parts of it where you look back and you think, I remember that. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's so difficult. You lose a part of yourself, but it's a wonderful part of yourself that you gain back. You gain, you uh, gain so much. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world, but. I, <laughs> Who but, says but, nothing but, that but, comes but. before a but in a sentence <laughs> doesn't exactly. count? You both understand what that but is. It's, it's kind of mm. like a yeah. uh, thing. And I think in the modern day, uh, fathers are, need to be recognized uh, more. And, and we, I think we kind of, there was, you tweeted about this a few, a few weeks ago, uh, Patrick. There's, a, there's this thing where if fathers aren't recognized as caregivers and people who care for their children more, um, it's not going to allow women the space to become, um, uh, you know, it, it's a feminist issue for fathers to be recognized. Because it for them to be recognized, me off so much. Sorry, I, finish. You know, yeah. yeah, no, you know, this is the thing. There's, there's these things. Uh, I follow uh, some of these things on Facebook, and and that where they talk about, oh, you know, the bumbling man who can't do this and that, and you sort of think, I'm going to swear now. Fuck off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just piss off. And there are fathers out there who will take their sons out or their daughters out for a walk. Who will, you know. Uh, comb their hair, read them stories, you know, all these things that, that are traditionally women. There are men who are, I've got a good friend who's, he's a stay at home dad and his wife goes out and works. And, you know, wow, these, so cool. these are the, yeah, these are the roles that need to be. And, uh, I think for, for us, 
um, we, we all seem to be fathers who are experienced and are uh, uh, into being a father. And that's why, in a way, your your frustration and your anger, uh, Patrick, is, is a badge you should wear with honor because you were there. You didn't sort of say, all right, I'm going to go down to the pub tonight. Which yeah, I think you didn't give up. <laughs> traditionally, you know, that's what would have happened in the past. And, and yeah. your wife had to deal with it. So I think it's a, it's it's an important thing that meant that it's recognized that being a father is important now and is a real thing. I agree. It's I mean it it really pisses me off when, you know, I I take care of the sometimes when we're in Paris especially uh my wife goes to so she works from home but her office is in Paris and so when we're there she goes to work at the office. Um so I take care of the baby a few times a week and for the the whole day and you know sometimes i mention something on twitter and sometimes you have people like or in a store or something they will say oh daddy is babysitting today and like as you said fuck off i'm not babysitting i'm being a parent like what the exactly. hell are you thinking it's, it's i'm his dad yeah yeah and and it, it angers <laughs> me so much and and i think it's I don't think it's always the case, but I think in this case, it's really a generational thing. Um, I have had, anytime I've talked about this, I've had nothing but reactions of people saying, you know, yeah, it is annoying. It's not babysitting. You are actually taking care of your, of your child. So I think most people now don't look at it like that. And it's a change that maybe has happened in the past, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. Um, one thing that annoys me, though, is that France is very ill-equipped to take care of babies like the um the the subway is impossible to navigate you don't always have oh my God. Uh, oh, elevators yeah. <laughs> um you don't have changing tables in in bathrooms and cafes and and restaurants and stuff like that and it's like it's weird because babies are everywhere in france like the 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 country has a very high uh natality rate and and babies are very much taken care of and enjoyed and like it's not like we don't like people who have babies around in the city it's not like you hide into your in your apartment and don't take the baby out until he can you know pee standing up or sitting down if it's a girl but still it's not equipped for anything and if you don't have this one type of stroller called the baby zen yo-yo which is a lifesaver by the way you can take it actually in the plane it goes in the overhead compartment it's only existed for three years but it's oh, funny wow. every parisian person that has a baby has it like there's two types and one on on the right side of the river and one on the uh like rive gauche and rive droite uh have different types it's very funny mm. parisian humor but um <laughs> it's it's like a lifesaver because it's very nimble and you can fold it into uh, uh like you can fold the top to go under the uh the the passage in the subway and but wow, it's so I wish I had this one when I was in Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very helpful. But like the town, the city, like when you're in Helsinki, everything is easy. Like every restaurant has a changing table, and and not just in the women's bathroom. Um, like it's it's super easy. And in Paris, it's terrible. Same in same in Tokyo. Even in the men's bathroom, there's a child seat to 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 put the the, the child while you're doing what you need to do, yeah. and uh, some changing tables. Even in the men's uh, bathroom, uh, so that's funny because the, Tokyo the, the, is the birth rate. 
the, the yes. Japan is considered like not very uh, uh, you know men go to work they don't take care of babies in my yes but such things are now changing apparently so yes the birth rate is is quite low compared mm. to france but uh on the other hand you have a lot of equipments for uh, for taking care of for every single station in japan maybe not every one of them but there are thousands <laughs> uh, you have elevators and escalators yes you mean train station yeah in train um, station yes it's funny you told me uh when we met a few years ago that uh, there's now this tendency of like the ikemen papa um mm -hmm. that are like the cool exactly. dads who take care of the baby in in finland um there's the latte papa which are the, the yeah the, the men who grab their latte and and go in the park with their baby and and meet with the other uh men that have babies that they take care of <laughs> um so there's definitely a tendency like this in france i haven't seen anything like this uh it doesn't mean that men don't take care of the babies but it, it there isn't like this cultural image that has developed maybe it's because i don't know how is it in in uh, in scotland i think i think in scotland we we're, we're still a little behind there some of the newer places have baby changing areas in mm. separate but uh, uh as far as uh, dads who have coffee there's nothing like that that i can see I'm, but i do live in rural scotland so there's not really that much around compared to other areas so i was just thinking while you were talking what having a child in london would be like now and mm. i get the impression from a friends friends of mine who have who've had a child recently that it's still very much uh you know wives who go to take them to the play areas etc etc I, i don't know i could be wrong though so yeah. i think we're still behind france and i was quite surprised to hear japan there so yeah uh, but but getting more and more progressive as time goes on which is good, which is good. i will say um as a conclusion uh So having a baby is really hard. Uh, for the past three months, he's like in the past two months, he's becoming more responsive. I think the the really difficult part is that for the first three three months and even a little bit longer, he's really just an eating and pooping machine. So you don't get any feedback of anything positive out of the baby, however cute he is. Like the, the cuteness is their evolutionary trait that made the human race survive. Because if they weren't cute, you would not worry about them as much as you do. And, you know, they're so annoying. Like I even had uh, people say that there is a theory, apparently a real theory of like difficulty of baby raising being a evolutionary advantage because i was genuinely surprised like how why are babies so difficult to raise when when animals have you know when they are born they get up and walk immediately and and our babies are like completely incapable of doing anything it's really the fourth trimester is actually a fourth trimester um and and someone said it might be an evolutionary advantage because the parents have to be intelligent like the 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 species has to be capable of taking care of that <laughs> helpless little tiny blob <laughs> and in order for the species to survive so i thought that was interesting but um in the past few months he's become incredibly fun and responsive and all of that um and 
going out with him in Paris, especially, which is a very dense, uh, densely populated area, uh, obviously, is a really interesting experience. And I think my wife gets the same one, but I definitely get like either when he is in the uh, stroller and in the carrier, he's like a, a, a social interaction magnet. Everyone, and you know, it might be because he is uh, uncharacteristically uh, the cutest baby in the world, uh, which he actually is. Of I'm course, not just saying of this. Course. I sure, mean, of course. Yeah. I know every parent says that, After but nine. in my case, <laughs> In my case, it's actually true. Uh, but, I well. mean, it, it's, it, it, everyone comes around and is like, oh, little baby, he's so cute. Like, it's funny how comfortable people are interacting with people who have babies or maybe with the baby directly. And it's kind of heartwarming, you know? It, it kind of makes me happier, I guess. Like, when I go out with a baby, maybe he's been a little bit fussy, crying in the in the house, and we have to go out for him to be distracted, um, because you don't give them snacks to be distracted. That's four times a day. And we could talk about the way French people view education. I didn't even mention this at all. But the views on education, wow, are they different from the, the views on, on education in Finland. It's like, in France, you have a framework in which... You, you get what the baby can do and what the baby can't do. You set the parameters and inside that framework, they can, they are pretty free, but they don't go out of the limits. Um, and, you know, if the time to eat, for example, is this and this and that time, obviously when they're, you know, biologically able to hold uh, enough food to not eat for a certain amount of hours, then they don't eat. And if they if they are crying, I mean, obviously, if it's the complete meltdown, you might give them some milk or some something to exceptionally. But uh, if they're fussy, you do something else to distract them until it's time to eat. You don't use food as a, a, a calming agent for a fussy baby. Um, and there are some things like that that for which the French are super strict. Um, For example, on letting babies cry. Of course, it's controversial uh, everywhere, but in France, it's much more accepted than in Finland. Like in Finland, if you let your baby cry, they're going to look at you like you're a criminal. And in our case, we had to do it after a few months because it, like, literally the baby was not learning to sleep. He couldn't sleep. And we had to force him to learn to sleep, which is the whole argument about letting babies cry. But nowadays, we're so thankful that we ended up doing it because he has learned by himself to sleep. Bottom line, not to do the argument about letting babies cry, but in France, it is much more accepted to set the parameters for the kid. Like the kid is not the one who makes the decisions, not because it's good to be strict or whatever. It's because the baby can't handle the stress of having to decide. Like for a few months, we would make do baby-led stuff and kind of ask him if he was hungry or ask him if he was asleep. And he was not happy. Like, And he became happy when we sort of set a, a, a framework for him, which is a much more French way of approaching things. So that was a really interesting thing. But... Um, I don't know. I've I've gone on off on on fifteen different tangents there. <laughs> Any anything to say about that framework thing or how people approach the not really discipline but educa not education even they're too small for that. But uh, how you set things for the baby. 
I think I think for for us here in Scotland, it's been a very much uh, we're given guidelines uh, for what is expected, and uh, we would have a. A midwife come over, especially early on, and say, you know, this is what, what where we are, and we we're given a, a little red book of of where ah. weight should be in all that, and and um, yeah, I think we're more along the French lines, um, although. There are discussions and different midwives who would say things about, you know, there's a whole crying it out. Should they cry it out? Should they not? Should, you know, skin to skin time, um, where the baby should sleep, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there, there's big no-nos, like don't let the baby sleep on the bed. Although, you know, there were times when we when we were so when we were so tired with our first baby that sometimes he fell asleep on the bed with us and we would yeah. wake up. You know, um, I I remember being hyper conscious of him even when I was asleep. So you know, there there were things that we were supposed to do and not supposed to do. Whether we followed them or not was a different thing. And you know, I I would say that was shame if I was speaking to some of the the midwives that we spoke to. But some were quite realistic and said, well, sometimes you've just got to do what's best for you. And uh, mm. I think that's generally what where we are. We're somewhere in the middle of. Yes, there are guidelines, um, but don't push them too hard. Like breastfeeding, um, there was a time where it was very much pushed that, yes, breast is best, etc. Um, <laughs> but the, the push now is very much what, you know, uh, fed is best. You know, just make sure <laughs> the baby's got food if, if he's hungry. Oh, and I like, the, I like the breast is best. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, it's a nice catchphrase. <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 you can use that in a different sense, and and maybe <laughs> teenager. But um, there, there was, yeah, I think it's it's it, we're very much in the middle now uh, of that. Um, uh, it's interesting to hear France are very strict. Well, not strict, but just have the those those very firm guidelines. Uh, uh. Yeah, I think one of the the revelations from when uh, we were pregnant um, was the book. Uh oh god what's the name bringing up baby um it, it's a, i think i've mentioned it here and there a couple of times but it's a really wonderful book very well written about uh, a a woman going to france an american woman going to live in france uh for a few years and being confronted with the way children are brought up in france as opposed to uh in the us and first of all it's super well written uh super well written so i would recommend you reading it even because it's fun it's funny um but the 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 contrast is really stark in that um so her uh child was i think a year old when they let the baby cry it out and it was hard like it lasted for can't remember like an hour the first night 15 minutes the second and then she would sleep and she had been crying in bed for a year before that and they would go comfort her and what and of course you go comfort them but i mean read the book it's very well explained and and the contrast is very stark like even with food the way We approach food in France, and this is super cultural, and people are going to laugh and it's like, oh, yeah, of course it's France, ha, ha, ha. No, it is important. Like, the way you, you, you learn, you teach your kid how to eat is, like, there's this horrible uh, uh, stereotype that, uh, Amer that children in America, people think, oh, they only eat white food, like chicken and, and pasta and, 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 um, and whatever, you know, those easy types of food. 
Well, if you don't teach them to like other things, then they're not going to, and that's going to make your life difficult. And I think in France, the it's almost like I love video games, so I think about this in this in these terms. In order to make a great uh, to sell a lot of games, the best way the best thing to do is to make a great game, right? If you make a great game, then you're going to sell a lot of games and you are going to become rich. So the best way to become rich is to serve your customers really well. Well, apply this, this to babies. I think it's what we do in France. The best way to have an easy life as a parent is to have a baby that is well-adjusted in many different ways, including the fact that they eat many different things. So I agree. Yes, yeah, so he's French and he agrees. How do you do that I in agree. Japan? Hundred <laughs> Yes, we we try to 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 give um, her both cultures. So it's always funny because yes, there's there's the French part, the Japanese part. So it uh, it also uh, comes with the, with the language. Maybe we will speak about language afterward so but yeah for food uh we we took it really seriously and uh we really try to 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 get uh her some rice because it's it's the base of uh, everything, everything in japan, in japan but, uh, yeah. pretty pretty soon we 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 gave her some bread and she enjoyed eating some some very very soft bread so and she still likes it now she likes uh, pate and saucisson yeah <laughs> it worked we you know we we uh give her, him um when we started solids it was immediately like uh some some fish some uh chick not immediately that the the uh, meat came afterwards but you know there's like broccoli and spinach and obviously carrots mm. and that kind of thing but lots of different types of uh of of food and, and home cooked as well. My wife is really good with this. We have uh, a very French thing, which I'm, I'm sure you know, uh, Martin, called the baby cook. Mm -hmm. Ah, the famous, the legendary baby cook. Yes. <laughs> so we didn't have the chance to have one, but I heard it's, it's yeah. kind of magic. It, it's very clever. It's really simple. It's just a machine where you can steam cook uh, uh, any kind of food, and then the, mm -hmm. uh, the mixer is integrated. So you steam cook it, mix it, and it, ma it makes puree. And it's funny because in France, when you talk about it, everyone knows it. Like literally everyone is like, yeah, baby cook, of course. And outside of France, people are like, what? What are you talking what? about? What is this? Everyone you buys want to like... Cook? You want to cook babies? <laughs> 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 but I mean, obviously in France, like, and, and we're creating some kind of little food snob uh I was going to say bad word, but like we, we went to France after he started eating solids and we bought some uh, little, you know, prepared food for babies in, in the store and he wouldn't eat them. Little, um, he, he was like, I'm not eating that crap. What are you, where is my, my home cooked meal? You large human, <laughs> I require better food than this. Um, Are so you anyway. trying to trick me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he was like, he was not like he would put it in his mouth and go like, Wee. and we ended mm -hmm. up finding some that he he would uh, he would eat quite enthusiastically, so it was okay. But uh, but it was really funny, and it's just like it's I, I don't want to harp on this, but it's just one example of. You know, I'm French, and just like my baby is the cutest, I would say the French really have a good handle on how to raise. Uh, to educate babies and to to bring up babies, um, I really think it's the case. Like I look at babies in in many different countries in the world, and 
in France, a baby, babies don't throw tantrums. They might get fussy, they might get angry sometimes, but they don't throw tantrums. Like the tantrum in the US is the common life of every parent. Like every once in a while, your baby is going to throw himself on the floor and, and cry and, and stomp their feet and whatever. I, I, seeing my French friends' babies gave me hope for the future because I thought my life wasn't necessarily going to be that stereotypical life is over as a father uh, image that you have from the US mostly because the cultural influence in the US is, is very strong. But in Finland as well, like... I hope they don't listen to this, but I've had a, a, a before our baby was born a few a couple of years before actually um, we had a, a few friends of Sonia's who uh, came with their babies to the house, and I was like, they were a little bit older, and I was like, what is this? What are you doing? How are you letting? And there's this image of children they don't learn anything before they're like six years old, so it's no use teaching them anything. So. It feels like Finnish children aren't really uh, uh, brought up. They're just living alongside the parents. And they're not taught anything until they're six. It's anyway, really? French, French babies. Read Bringing Up Bebe. It's a great book. Um, so yeah, it's already been two Is hours. Is the title guys. Bring It Up Bebe? Bringing Up Bebe. Bringing up a bit. Yeah. I, I do want to add, though, when it comes to food, and, and I've got the, the luxury of having two kids, is that it's so dependent on the child. Uh, we, we've, had, we've got one who's such a picky eater, and we think mm. it's because he had, he had illnesses when he was young. And the other one, who will eat anything... He will literally eat anything you put in front of him and <laughs> try it. Whereas the whereas the eldest is he is he is he is turning into unfortunately, and we're trying with you know we're, we're making him taste everything, but it's it's very much beige foods. You know, it's the right, it's right. the it's the stuff without sauce and all that. So I, I think I th and, and we've treated them exactly the same. So there there is a one thing you've got to remember is that for every me, baby is different. They are individual human yeah. beings, and that's a hard thing to do. And I think it's a, a lot of times when people tell you, this is what your baby needs, or this is, no, actually, my baby's a human being, and uh, he or she has got their own preferences that they just can't express at the moment. Oh, hello. <laughs> is that a little beja? Uh, no, it's, it might be at Martin's place. No, it, um, it, it was mine. Uh, oh, actually, what, while, while we were speaking, I... I I was being uh, a bad dad because it's pretty late here. It's uh, 10, uh, 10, uh, 10, 30. Uh, 30, 10.30 and Manon is uh, still not <laughs> sleeping. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. I actually, uh, while I was in my uh, office, I mean, in my room, uh, I, I saw some, uh, some papers uh, being put under the door and uh, there was written Papa oh. <laughs> <laughs> not yet in Japanese because she cannot write in, in French yet she can write Japanese so like I, not I, yet, I the, the mic and I and she I wants to go to, to sleep to come in the room yes and uh, yeah because my wife is not back home yet so I, I had to take care of her but I thought the, the recording would be uh, shorter oh I'm so sorry so, no 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 it's okay no, it's, it, it's part of the of the deed you know it's part of the, the, the yeah the world so and I I when the mic was mute I, I sent her to the to to take a shower by herself you know it's a big step 
up ah. in uh, on uh, so what you're saying is i'm really helping uh you your kid become uh, grow up and be better exactly, where exactly. thank you patrick <laughs> <laughs> thank you phileas club so she she, yeah. she she went she brushed her teeth by by herself uh, i don't know bruce if if you are uh, there yet for for your boys yeah. but uh, it's really helpful you know wow well it's a time saver yeah i'm oh sorry bruce yeah, no, we, no, we I were was getting pleased. to that point with with yeah. bedtime and 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 that. So, mm. uh, don't don't want to don't want to spoil it for Patrick. Yeah. So all right, we're we're gonna uh, uh, take this to the conclusion. I will say, uh, obviously, everything I've been saying is it might blow up in my face in a few uh, months when when our baby becomes terrible or I don't know. I'm sure there are going to be some ups and downs, um, and every baby is different. But again, I would really encourage you to read Bringing Up Bebe. It is oh, sure, super interesting. It, it really is. Mm. So, And I think there are about, differences. Yeah, and about the, the, the spoiler uh, that we, we talked about, uh, about the years to come, really, the, the, the best is to come. You know, really, mm. uh, when you... I think uh, Bruce will agree the 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 crazy moment is when you are you realize you are able to communicate when he or she answers your question that he or she understood uh right it's it's kind of magic it's really crazy and then it's the the, the beginning beginning of a huge thing and I uh, think... never ending discussions <laughs> <laughs> which sometimes you might want uh, to end mm, but you can't exactly um it's i think we're getting we're getting to the very very beginning of the beginning of the precursor to that um there you know there are things sometimes he reacts a little bit he's also like as i mentioned uh he crawls around and he comes to us when we're in a different part of the room or in another room, he tries to come to us. And that has a special um, mm -hmm. quality to it. And I think, you know, there are a few people who say the mother has nine months to get used to the idea of becoming a mother. But the dad, in reality, it only starts when the baby is born. So you have mm -hmm. like the first six to nine months, you're not really... And of course, the baby isn't really reacting. It's not responsive to anything yet in the beginning. And so it starts for the dad when the baby is born. So it takes a few months for the dad to get to the place where the mom is when the baby is born. And I think it's uh, overall, I think it's probably accurate. And I'm getting to a point now where um, that interaction with the baby is making it, I would say for the first, for the last one or two months, it's become a, a much closer relationship where he he's not just a, a, a little thing that I have to take care of out of like human duty almost or, or I don't know, a, a familial paternal duty, but it's something that is more deeper and more emotion based than that because he is becoming a, a small um, human. And uh, I, I, yeah. I would I would definitely agree with that, Patrick. I think for me, being a father really only, you know, that what you've said there is exactly right. The first year is probably, for want of a better word, the most boring as a father. You sort of <laughs> the, the, the interaction is 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 not as 
as as much and 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 I want to go back to something you said earlier where you, where you said that um, and and this is probably the last I'll say on it is is you said that you hate it when people say oh you'll forget about it and I don't I don't think you'll forget the the bad times but what'll happen is is what's coming yes there'll be there'll be things that'll happen that that aren't so great but what's coming when when you start interacting and having those conversations like martin has said and you start seeing them doing things for themselves and seeing them you know expressing their love for you and 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 being able to be their own people is is the 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 joy is just will far outweigh anything um the 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 pain <laughs> i think and i could say the pain that you've had in, in oh, the yeah. first few months um mm. and now i i think you you're very still very close to it but um you'll look back and think wow okay that was hard but my god it was worth it um yeah. and you may be not feeling that at exactly. the moment yeah. uh, um, so that that that's what I said. There's a lot to look forward to, and I think it only gets better for fathers. The <laughs> first like few months are the worst, and and that was for me. Even with uh, you know my second second son, the first year was 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 so difficult. But you know it, it's become so amazing now to see who they are and becoming their own people. It's mm. it's it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, there are even the smallest things. Like he, we have this uh, munching, much Munchkin cup, uh, where it's basically a, a a glass with a suction portion at the top where he can suck it, and there are some um, handles so he can grab it and suck it. It's like a, a mix between a, a bottle uh, with a nipple and a, and a, a, a cup. <laughs> um, and the, when he started taking it in his own hands and bringing it to his mouth i was like oh wow he's doing something by himself like i was genuinely it works yeah <laughs> the baby it works it's amazing and it works and and now only recently he's over the past couple of weeks maybe he started when we read a book in the in the evening before he goes to bed he started being uh, a little bit more interested in looking at the pages uh, than just eating the book, which was his main uh, <laughs> point of, of interest. Manon before. ate a lot of books. Yes. Oh yeah, he 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 eats many. Like he's an eater. He it eats it was well. her main alimentation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can start seeing what you're talking about and what really everyone is talking about. Um, but I started seeing it in the past, I would say, month or two. Um, I think, but my wife is almost like me. I think she's not as, as, and I think ultimately both of us aren't like born parents. And, and that is very different. There are people who, you know, the baby arrives and they're like, they're, they are, I don't know, like focused on the baby or happy about the baby or like they, they are, it's encoded in their DNA to be parents. I think for us, we very much had to learn how to be parents At, with the added issue of the baby being very uh, uh, difficult in the first three months. So it, we didn't have the, in French, we say the fiber for it. We didn't have the, we <clears throat> didn't have it built in. Um, and And now it's starting to come in. And for her, it's been a few more months since she was like, really like attached to the baby and and but it, it, at the beginning she didn't like it like uh, uh <laughs> breastfeeding was terrible and and the baby was crying and like 
even for her, I mean, it wasn't a, a dad or mom thing. It was for both of us. But for her, it started becoming easier uh, before it started becoming easier for me. And it's still not easy. It's very much what you were talking about, Bruce. Like you lose some things, but you gain other things. And we're still in that period, I think, where the things we've gained are minimal. Uh, it's mostly poopy diapers and, and crying at night. Um, but it's getting there. Uh, and so it's, effect it's starting to affect me more and more. And I sense it every week, it's a little bit more. Um, every week, I'm a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, I, for I, it, it really is, I'm a little bit more attached uh, to him. So... I don't know. We'll see how it goes over the next few months. But um, anything you guys want to say before we close the show off, Martin, maybe? Or either one? Oh, no. Uh, I think we uh, we get a, a quite a big uh, review of the, yeah. of the thing <laughs> of the first few months. But there are so many, many things to say about the, the years to come that maybe you might make another episode uh, in possible. like two or three years. <laughs> It, well, and, uh, we might, yeah, we might make this hmm. a, a regular thing. All right, yeah. Bruce, anything to uh, close it no. off? No, I think just like I said, there's so many, so many good things to come, and uh, mm -hmm. and and you're at you, the, where you are now. I, I rem it's remember being there as a father, and and I kind of envy you in one way, and I kind <laughs> of don't in another, <laughs> because the, the, it when when. For me, it's been a series of being a parent is a series of letting go. You know, mm. you, that child is so attached to you. And then there's, it's just, it's, it, it's great and it's scary and it's wonderful. So mm. anyway, thanks for having me today, Patrick. It's been yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks to both of you. It was pretty longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot longer than I thought it would. But, you know, we do it for the children. Uh, so thank you so exactly. much for <laughs> for sticking for with, with us um and i i'll definitely look forward to what's coming in the next few months we might we might do this again in a in a couple of years uh before yes, we leave keep do, us posted do you guys have anything uh you want to talk about where people can find you i know uh martin you have uh, a little bit of an online activity um do you want to let yes, us know? Yes, exactly. Where? In Tokyo, I'm uh, actually an illustrator and uh, I'm working on a few projects, uh, especially now a comic book project for both uh, Japanese and uh, French uh, publishing companies. So you can find me on Twitter on Baron Malutin. I won't spell it, so you can find it on the, the <laughs> It will be in the notes. show notes. Yeah, okay, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Uh, thank you, Martin. And uh, Bruce, what about yourself? Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter, Bruce Woodward3. Um, and uh, I'm going to be tweeting a bit more about living life with depression and anxiety and being more open about it. So uh, if you've got any, and especially being a parent in, in, in a society with that. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a different topic in itself, but, um, but that's something that uh, I'll be more and more interested in as, as life goes on. Excellent. Well, um, maybe we will uh, have a, a, a discussion about this sometime on the show if you want to be more open about it. I, I, w I wouldn't mind. Uh, it's something that, um, yeah, we can, we can maybe talk All afterwards right. about it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything that can help. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much to both of you. For me, it's not Patrick. Thank you. 
on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram if you want to see pictures of the aforementioned uh, cutest baby in the world. Uh, you can also find this show at frenchspin.com. If you want to comment on this episode, tell us what your experience was as a parent. Maybe some things that resonated with you, some things that didn't, uh, some things that you thought I said were incredibly dumb and patronizing. Please let me know in the comments. Um, and of course, the show is supported by Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you so much to all of the people that do support the show. Um, it wouldn't exist without the patrons and I am eternally grateful. If you enjoy the show, if you think it's entertaining or interesting, if it brings anything uh, to your life, please do consider uh, contributing uh, to its Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Phileas Club and the link is in the show notes. So I would be incredibly thankful if you considered uh, donating to the show. Thanks so much again. We'll be back very soon for a regular show. Talk to you then. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.